0: Hey, I'm Ashley Waldbauer, and you're listening to Nevertheless, Lee Persisted, a podcast slash audio diary where we prioritize gratitude and unpack why we keep on persisting. friends and welcome back to another episode of Nevertheless Shlee Persisted. It's me, it's your girl Shlee. I'm feeling really good this morning. Uh, It's Monday morning. I'm in Virginia finally here to do um, Joseph, uh, which I'm pumped about. Um, It was a long travel day yesterday. Um, and I'm happy to kind of start getting settled in. Also, I apologize if I sound a little gravelly today. Um, allergies are hitting me hard and also moving to a new state is hitting me hard. So woo thanks for dealing with my voice today. These past two weeks have been kind of, um, I don't want to say a shit show, it's just been like busy and I've been really stressed and anxious and so I finally feel like I'm kind of coming out of that. Um, Yeah, so I am so happy to be recording this this morning and kind of take a step back and reflect on a lot of things that are happening right now and can't wait to take you on this journey with me. So let's just dive right into the gratitude list. All right. All right. Okay. So also I'm in a hotel now um, and you might hear sounds outside in the hallway. Um, so, you know, if you miss my New York sounds, just wait until you hear my hotel sounds. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right by the elevator, so this is fun. Yeah, but it honestly, it's better than last time when um, I was in Ghost at the same theater um, last summer. Yeah, oh my gosh, last summer. Um, Because I was on the first floor um, in the hotel, and I highly recommend not ever being on the first floor because just so much traffic, so many little kids running through the hallways, apparently. Anyway... Not not me com- complaining on this uh, gratitude podcast. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that. Anyway, I'm happy to be on the third floor, even if it means I'm by the elevator. Um, there's my gratitude. But that's not even the gratitude list for this week. So <laughs> here, here's what's on the gratitude list. So number one on the gratitude list is working on new work. So, this past week, I was um, so fortunate enough to be a part of a new staged reading um, called House of Eerie Figures by Danny Decker, who I just love and adore. Um, I've worked on this project for a while now. Um, Yeah, pretty much since the pandemic, because... We did like a little pandemic reading where I helped record some tracks and then we did like a Zoom reading of it and then when I was in Ghost last summer, I came back and forth to do the first in-person one and this is the second uh, edition of it, and it was so so much fun. Um, so, shout out to Danny. I love your work and I love working with you. And I also got to work with a good friend of mine named Aaron. Here's your shout out, Aaron. You rock. Um, and he got me involved with the project in the first place, anyway, because we did a, um, <laughs> a shitty <laughs> Zoom per- no, it's not even Zoom, just a shitty virtual production of Susical together in the pandemic, because you know. We were desperate to perform in the pandemic, and we played Mr. and Mrs. Mayor of Whoville, which uh, we should not have been playing those roles. And we should not have been playing those roles. But anyway, Aaron, you rock. It was fun to act with you again. The cast was great, Um, super fun. And yeah, I just love working on new work. And oh, Danny's music is just so freaking good. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that talent number two on the list I have going to see Broadway shows I saw two this week because I wanted to get some in before I left um, and the ones that I saw were some like it hot which was really fun the dancing's incredible, incredible um, the costumes incredible um, yeah I it was a good time at first I will say I wasn't super sure about it um, because I wasn't super excited about seeing men dressed up as women again like I didn't really want another Mrs. Doubtfire um yeah I don't know I, to be honest I'm still kind of um mullin' over how I feel about it and kind of like reading a lot of articles about it because um it's a trans story um but was written by cis people so yeah so it's been interesting to read a lot of the articles about it and um i'm curious to hear more and more from the trans perspective and then i saw i saw bad cinderella you guys i did I did see it, um, with my good friends, um, Patrick and Joe, um, and how do I even begin to talk about this show, so I went in with very low expectations, all right, um, and they, uh, they met those expectations, but listen, I'll say it, I still had a good time, I think it's because I was not, because my expectations were set so low that I had a good time, but listen. The costumes, the spectacle, really fun. Um, Except they really did the girl playing Cinderella dirty. Like she, her outfit is like weird. And like she's supposed to be like cool. And it just did not really read that way. I don't know. It was like hard because I'm like, I liked a good amount of the characters. I just didn't like the main ones, which is hard because they're in most of the show. Yeah, but no hate to the actors. I think they did all they could. <laughs> but listen, I did get to see Carolee Carmelo, who I freaking love, and Grace McLean. McLean? McLean? Mm, I should know that. Um, anyway, she's great, too. She was in uh, Great Comet and um, Suffs and so many other different things. But watching those two women together, wow. Masterclass on, like, camp. It's just, like, great. I just wish that the whole production was, like, those two basically. But anyway, I had fun. Also, oh my God, even before the show started, uh, guess who was there to give a speech? Andrew Lloyd Webber. That was pretty cool um, because he hadn't seen opening night. So this is like when he came um, because he was having some family emergency stuff during opening. Um, But yeah, he gave a little speech and it was just kind of like a cool moment for me because I was like, hey, I'm seeing your recent show on Broadway. Um, which is, you know, questionable, but I'm about to go do another show of yours. And that's just like, I don't know, it's just like a cool little moment. Pretty surreal, honestly. So, yeah, seeing Broadway shows is fun. There were some that I still haven't seen, and I'm a little sad because I don't think they're going to be open when I come back. Like, I really wanted to see Parade, but listen, those ticket prices. And I tried the lottery and just had no luck. Um, but that's okay. Maybe maybe it'll extend, like, into the woods. Who knows? Crossing my fingers um yeah i love broadway love new york hate times square people need to walk faster anyway this is not a negative podcast ashley (laughs) okay number three on the list skincare baby um shout out to my mother shonda hey um she for easter got me this like advent calendar moment for skincare oh my god it is so much fun so many face masks um a gua sha and like a, like a roller, which I don't, if you guys don't know what that is, it's basically like this tool to like massage your face slash like sculpt your face. And it's really relaxing and I have a lot of jaw tension. So it's like really helped me a ton. Yeah. And it's just like a nice little extra moment of like taking care of yourself. And uh yeah, my skin has just been like awful because of these weather changes, Um, which love the sun. Thank you for the sun. But um my skin is just like ah so yeah plus I don't know once again these past two weeks have been pretty stressful for me so taking a moment to like take care of myself is always a win in my book so skincare do your skincare put some sunscreen on from a really white chick who gets sunburned a lot put your sunscreen on please okay number four you guys are gonna make fun of me for this and I'm fully prepared to be made fun of but i'm gonna say it anyway listen i'm thankful for bluey do you know what bluey is it's this like kid show or it's like framed as a kid show but it's actually for parents and like how to teach them like modern parenting basically but yeah so it's like these australian puppies and dogs and it just follows this one family uh, from day-to-day life and, like, all of their situations and how the parents, like, handle their kids. And, um, yeah, it's really cute. It's just a kid show with puppies, really. Um, it's really cute. They're super cute episodes. And uh, listening to Australian kids, cute. So I was, like, watching it on my hotel TV this morning while I was, like, journaling and doing my morning thing. And, listen, it really calmed me. I was here for it. So shout out to bluey yeah i i know of bluey because uh this little baby girl that i babysit sometimes we watch it when she's a little fussy so that's how i know about it and i saw it on there's very few channels on this tv okay folks so like it's like this and espn and like the cw or whatever so um bluey it was this morning and i stand by it i'm grateful for bluey okay all right, last but not least on my list is Little Wins. Um, so there was this moment this week where I was going in for a callback, which I worked really, really hard for. It's for Carol King and Beautiful because, you know, everyone else and their mother is doing Beautiful this season. That are Jersey Boys. Um, and, yeah, worked really hard on this callback, went in. And before I get in the room, the person that was going in before me um, also for carol king is this gal named desi oakley and she's pretty well known in the broadway community she played jenna and waitress for a really long time she's been in wicked she's a writer she's a teacher a mentor she's just really really great um and i spotted her instantly and was like whoa this is really cool for me because it was just like a nice little check-in an actor check-in for myself to be like we're going in for the same role and i haven't been on a tour i haven't done broadway obviously um but i still am going in for roles that she's going in for because i'm to the point in my career where i am doing a higher caliber of work um and it was just a really cool check-in moment where i was i was just like i am going into the right rooms now and it just was really fun because i've worked so hard to be in these rooms and also she was really nice I like told her I really enjoyed her work and she's really really sweet and yeah go check her out she's awesome Um, but it just was a really surreal moment for me I guess to be like hey you're in the right spot you're doing the right thing you're on the right path Um, yeah so that was really cool and then I go in and do my callback and I think I do really well I worked really hard on it and I don't think there was anything else that I could have done to make it better And I get out of the room, and the casting director, who I also really admire and um, wanted to be seen by him, he came out and told me that I was cut, which is okay. Um, Just told me that I uh, read too young for Carol, because she has to be older in the second act, which is fine. That's, like, really something that I can't control. Um, And... I don't know i think it was just this interesting moment where like usually if you get cut like i would be devastated about it because like carol king is someone that i would really like to play but also like i i just didn't feel that way at all because he personally came out and said great work we loved your work we're definitely gonna see you again and bring you in for other projects which is like a win in my book a huge win like i did I pre- i prepped for the callback I did the work. I came in and performed it well. And like, that's all that's in my control. And I feel like in this industry, sometimes we frame our successes or our wins um, as how many things you book. But like, that's just not the trajectory of this career at all. It's like all about the little wins. And it just was just this whole experience was overall a great check in for me um to realize where I'm at right now in my career, which was awesome, especially going away from the city for a little bit. Um anyway, I was just that was a little bit of a rant, but I don't know. I'm just I'm overall really, really proud of myself. I'm working my ass off. I'm working really, really hard. Um I don't know. I'm like kind of getting emotional about it just because I'm fighting my instincts right now because like I usually don't say these things out loud because I feel I'm afraid that I'm going to come off as egotistical. (laughs) Um, But sometimes it's good to be like, hey, world, I am proud of myself, which like seems so like fucking duh, Ashley. But I don't think we give ourselves credit enough. I know I don't. And so I hope that you know, you do some reflection and some checking in with yourself this week and be like, I did this damn thing this week and I'm super, super proud of it. Yeah. Wow. That felt like kind of a heavy gratitude list this week. Well, kind of, because you have like little wins and then you have bluey. It's a wide array of uh, points this week. So there's my gratitude list this week. Woohoo! Gratitude! All right, friends, let's dig into the many thoughts and feelings of the week, woo My main thing that I've been thinking a lot about is, or, you know, like the theme of this week is adapting to change. So a lot of change is happening in my life at the moment, which I'm sure you all know, obviously, since I've talked about it. Um, Matt has left, he's doing his cruise ship thing, and now I'm in Virginia. Yeah, which is why I think that these past two weeks have been so hard is because I know that like more change was inevitable. So it's like the transition weeks from Matt leaving into me leaving was like hard because it's like I couldn't really settle into anything, (laughs) if that makes sense. Like, of course, I could create my own routine on my own, which like I did. Um, But it's not like I can really stick to that for very long because I'm about to up and leave again and now I am having to establish a new routine in Virginia too yeah plus it was just like these past two weeks anytime I tried to create normalcy like things would pop up in my life where um, I had to be flexible and change what I was doing blah 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 blah. whatever change has just been like a constant in my life these past couple weeks yeah, my mom is going to kind of laugh at this episode when she hears it uh, because I am famous in my family for not adapting to change. Woohoo! She's a Virgo. She loves stability. Um, but I, I will say I've definitely gotten a lot better. <laughs> Maybe my mom will disagree, um, but I think I've gotten a lot better. Um, but that being said, adapting to change is still really hard. Uh, to break it down a little bit, for me, change comes in two parts. Basically, the before and after said change. And funny enough, I think the the before portion of change is harder for me than the after. You're like, Ashley, what the hell is this concept? I, I'm going to explain it to you. So the before is basically... You know, when you're prepping for the change and I think this is the hardest for me because my anxiety really takes over and creates all of these questions and worries and tasks and things that I need to do before the inevitable change comes Um, and I think this time is harder because I had more time to think about it. Like Matt and I have known for months that he's going on this cruise ship. And I have also known for a couple months that I'm going to Virginia. And sometimes the before is easier when you have less time to think about it. Like when I was in Ghost, I was a, an immediate replacement. So I only had like a week to think about it really, um, which is also stressful but like a different kind of stressful like I almost think when you know months before something is gonna change it's like harder because you have more time to stew and think about it and for me like I don't really put things off like I can't just like shove those thoughts aside and come back to them later So it's like hard for me to be like, yeah, that's going to happen months from now. No, like I'm like constantly thinking about it and making my anxiety uh, go rampant basically and take over yeah, I basically just like come up with worst case scenarios. I try to think of things that can go wrong. And I just like doubt my intuition altogether. Like, you know how many times I was like, I can't do the narrator. I'm not going to do the narrator and Joseph like I have to drop there's no way I can do this, which is bullshit. I know I can handle the role. Um, It's just I get really scared that I'm going to fail. (laughs) Basically, the more time I have to think about change the more I psych myself out and then you've got the after period of change which is basically just like adjusting to what's happening so like I'm in the after period right now where I'm in Virginia and I am creating a new routine um, here which you know is pretty self-explanatory so let's chat about how to deal with the before and after change So the before scaries is what I call it. Um, Basically, all of those questions, like I said before, um, of me doubting myself, of me coming up with worst case situations and scenarios. My biggest thing, my biggest advice is to talk it out with someone. Um, For me, obviously, that's primarily Matt. Um, Basically, just like don't stew on those thoughts. Talk it out, write it down. When you do these things, the scenarios or situations or questions become smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, some of those questions are obviously valid. Um, Like you are not crazy for having these thoughts and feelings. That's like really my main thing that I want to put out there. They're very, very valid. Um, But you can definitely make them smaller and less scary by just like chatting with someone about it or writing them down. It helps me like 110%. I find that pretty much every anxious thought can be talked through and made smaller and I make them way bigger and scarier in my head. Something that I think I also struggle with in the before period is living in the moment that you're currently in um, because once again as actors I feel like we are um, constantly looking to the future, looking for our next gig and that is like living in the moment has been really really hard for me to learn and is something that I'm still not very good at. so in these before periods, just like really trying to live like day by day helps those anxious thoughts become smaller and smaller. Now I'm not saying like, once again, put off those thoughts. Do not put off being like, eh, I'll deal, deal with this later because I think that makes like my anxiety worse. But just like enjoy the day-to-day Enjoy what's happening in your life. An example of this would be like before Matt left, if I thought about it and like got sad and um, got caught up in the what ifs, I would turn my attention onto Matt and like, you know, talk to him or bother him or tease him and (laughs) just like mess around basically and kind of shift my focus onto um, the good of my day. Um, Basically, just take a day at a time. Take it a day at a time. (laughs) Now, for the after period, um, something that just helps me is find a routine that you can kind of take with you everywhere. Um, You know, whether you're an actor traveling um, from gig to gig or, you know, you're on tour or you have a business that takes you all over Kingdom Come. Um, Yeah, find a routine that you can do in a hotel Um, and for me, that's once again, lots of journaling, um, a gratitude list, um, working out, yoga, self-care, skincare, reading, all of the above, like find things that you know will ground you. I also find that, um, in the after section of change, um, finding items that our comfort items really help me. Um, For example, like my journals, obviously. I also bring like silk pillowcases anywhere I go because it makes my hotel rooms feel a little bit more homey. I bring essential oils that remind me of home. Um, I bring pictures um, of friends and family and my boyfriend, obviously. Um, Just trying to make the space, your space, as much as possible and honestly this can apply to so many different things i know i'm being really specific right now with the change that's happening in my life of being an actor but you know this change can apply to um starting a new job and how you ground yourself um with an entirely new group of people or in a new office you know making your office space more you and although change is really scary it's also incredibly exciting because you get to do new things and meet new people i think that's my favorite part about change is meeting new people and creating um new relationships A thought that i just had is like we are constantly asking for change in our lives so when it comes to us why do we suddenly freeze and I say we, but I really mean I, <laughs> me, um, because like, obviously, as I've said before, I like I manifest a lot. And um, I am constantly asking for change. And so when the universe or whatever gives it to me, why am I like, Oh, I don't know about this. Um, but reflecting back on all of the times where I felt like this, it always turns out pretty, pretty well. Um, because it, because change, in the end, challenges me a lot. Although I am terrified of taking on this, uh, this beast of a role um, in musical theater canon, I I know it's going to challenge me, and I am going to become a better person and performer when it is all said and done. Um, because when change comes, like it challenges you, and I don't want to stay stagnant you know what I mean I want to do things that push me and push my boundaries and I refuse to let my anxiety win and take over and convince me that I can't do something that's bullshit I won't let it happen yeah and although long distance sucks and this change sucks um I know it's going to only make Matt and I's relationship stronger in the end Um, and teach us a lot about one another and ourselves, and I know that we're going to come out the other side way better. That's just how it is, because we work hard on our relationship. (laughs) Also, as an update for you all, um, our gratitude uh, envelope and our journal to one another, game changer in long distance. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. If you're in a long distance relationship, or will be in the future. Keep that in mind. And honestly, speaking of change um, and long distance, I think one of my biggest fears um, with Matt and I being separated for so long was the um, inevitability of change um, for the both of us because obviously a lot can happen in seven months um, apart. And it's inevitable that we're both going to change and grow in some way, shape, or form. And so that scares me. But reframing it, number one, talking it through with your partner. I've talked a lot about this with Matt. And number two, just making sure that you grow and change together is the most important thing. But that just comes with communication. I don't remember if I talked about this on Long Distance Lemonade. Um, so I apologize if this is a repeat. But it's just been on my mind once again with change in general and once again this applies to not just like your you know your partner I think this applies to friendships as well at least for me when change happens I can tend to be a little bit more introverted and you know put all of my thoughts and feelings um just like in the back of my brain and I don't want anyone to know that I'm feeling uncomfortable or weak or whatever but no get it out there get it out into the world tell your friends how you're feeling tell your family how you're feeling because it like really really (laughs) changes everything in a good way like you do not look or sound weak by sharing your fears on whatever's happening in your life. And that took me a really long time to grasp the concept of. Anyway, I often hear the, the saying that like change is good, which it is for the most part. It really is. But I don't think people talk about how change is also really scary um, and can sometimes be daunting and hard to manage. And we don't really talk about the process of change in our lives so I thought I would talk about it this week and I don't know if all of that was a lot of mush um, once again these past two weeks my brain has just been fried um, but it's been on in my mind a lot so I hope this helped you all I hope you reach out to me with thoughts and feelings that you have about change because I would really really love to hear them um, yeah Alrighty, I hope you have a great rest of your week. I am so excited for the change to come these past, or not past, these next couple months. Um, and I can't wait to keep you updated on what's going on in my life. And I hope you keep me updated on what's going on in yours because ugh, life is fun, life is bonkers, and we're living it together, folks. All right, I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And I will uh, talk to you next week. Okay, bye.